tyre power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Good morning to you. We are here in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Dan Houston will speak to before 8 o'clock this morning and not too far away, Mark Milligan from Adelaide United. A warm one all week this week, Mark Bickley, across South Australia. So it is the last blast of summer, even though we are a couple of weeks into autumn as we get into our daily agenda. Agenda! Yes, indeed. The daily agenda today is we are going to give you our prediction for the AFL ladder for the 2023 season. We are only a couple of days away. Now, prediction, uh, the only thing I can say with any certainty is that this is going to be wrong. So Now, it is very, very difficult when you sit down to try and do this because I think you could be safe and you could just pretty much pick the top eight from last year, maybe one team coming in, but I've tried to sort of be really, you know, out there and hope that someone jumps up and provides some sort of uh, storyline this year. So here's what I've done, and I'll explain it. Melbourne, we've already given this out. Melbourne's my my team that I think is going to win the flag. So Melbourne won. Oh, wait. Now, let's just clarify this. So is this your ladder post-grand final, or is this your ladder at the end of the home and away season? Because I think that there's a difference. You reckon? Yes, I do. Okay, well, this is this is post the actual whole season. This is Melbourne winning the flag. Okay, so this goes after the grand final. Yes. Okay, because mine's a bit different then, so I'll have to change mine. Why? I'll explain it. Okay, so I've got Melbourne and Brisbane playing off in the grand final. Melbourne to win it. Geelong third. Carlton to finish in the top four. Ooh, okay. And the reason I say that is I reckon in the last 10 to 15 years – uh, about 75%, one team from outside the eight has jumped up into the top four in from the previous season. So I'm going with Carlton this year. Sydney fifth, Richmond to play finals again. Frio to stay in the eight. I've got Port jumping into the eight. I'm a little bit worried about that now, but I'm still going to stick with it. Crows nine. Western Bulldogs and Collingwood as the sliders. They drop out of the eight. Gold Coast, GWS, Essendon, St. Kilda, North, West Coast, Hawthorne. So there it is. Okay. How, how have you, what are you going with? All right. So the, the only difference that I have with yours is I'm going to say that I feel that Brisbane and Port Adelaide will play off in the grand final, but um, my ladder at the end of the home and away season will yes. be uh, Brisbane finishing top, yep. Melbourne second, yep. Port Adelaide will finish third, yep. Geelong fourth. So there's my top four. Okay. Fremantle yep. will finish fifth. They will win most of their games at home. Carlton will slide into the eight and they will finish sixth. And the eight will be rounded off by Sydney and the Western Bulldogs. Mm. So that leaves in ninth, I have Collingwood who will drop out of the eighth, uh, the eight and Richmond will finish 10th. Then it will go Gold Coast, Adelaide in 12th, West Coast, GWS. And the bottom four will be St. Kilda, Essendon, North Melbourne, Hawthorne. Hmm. Well, there you go. You're the expert. I'm the fan, mate. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you, you have got as much chance of doing this better than I have as any person out there. Daniel's already sent in a text. I bet Walsh has poured in the top four. Of course I do, mate. Mm. Of course. I'm I'm an optimist. Come at me. It's fine. (laughs)
<laughs> okay with that. <laughs> Uh, there you go. So, um, if you want to uh, join in, we're gonna we're gonna uh, put our top eight only because we don't have enough characters in uh, Twitter. We'll put our both our top eights on the uh, SEN Twitter Twitter site. And if you want to add to it, please do and tell us uh, who you think will be in. Who do you think will be out? Because yeah, right now uh, your sort of predictions will be just as good as ours. So I want to ask you some questions about your top eight. Please do. Uh, give me a case for Richmond about why they come back into the frame of playing finals in 2023. Well, I think it's on the back of their midfield. So Taranto and Hopper come back, come into that side. So they've got two genuine... I think they're both... Taranto's certainly an A-grade midfielder. They're he's saying one, he's the future yeah, of the he's club, one basically. Best and fairest. He's a big bull. Um, and Richmond have never... Uh, won a whole lot of stoppage. So they don't often have great field position. They they re- literally play sort of chaos. They get into their front half and, and just make it up as they go along, but they put great pressure on. So if Dustin Martin can recapture some sort of form, I think Shea Bolton is one of the most exciting players in the comp. Uh, Noah Bolter, I think, can come in and be a really sort of important defensive player. It's whether blokes like Grimes and, and you know, those Guys that have been there forever in their defence can just continue keeping on. So that's going to be the the uh, the story there. Whether their defence can hold up, whether Jack Revolt can have another year where he kicks forty five goals. I think Tom Lynch is a star. You know he's probably as good a chance as anyone is winning the uh, the Coleman if they get plenty of supply down there. So I, I think they've got enough talent in that side. They've got a great coach clearly, um, and you know Nankerville is a good ruckman as well. So they've got plenty of things. Nankervis. Nankervis, sorry, Nankerville. He plays for Adelaide. <laughs> He's just done a mid-season trade already. Uh, okay, so then Melbourne being your premiers for 2023. So last year was just a, a blip in the radar. Carlton, once again, we've spoken about Carlton, but um, for you, they don't just play finals. They are in the top four. I think I think this, this will be something like circa 2017 when Richmond sort of got on that wave of emotion from their fans who have been sort of dreaming about this moment for such a long time. So uh, I, I just look at their their front half. They've got so many weapons in their front half. They've got Cripps, who's you know, arguably the best midfielder. Sam Walsh, I know he's going to be out for round one, but he's going to be there. Hewitt's through the midfield. Doherty's going to play midfield this year from all reports. It's whether their defence can hold up. So Wittring, we know, is a really good player, but they need a few other players to stand up down back as well. But I just feel like they... They were so close last year, and they found ways to lose about three or four unlosable games. If, if, if you're able to win those close games, I think that belief factor will come, and I, I think they'll win, yeah, fourteen or fifteen games this year. Got a few messages coming in, Bix, on the text line zero four two seven one five four one double six. The first one from Daniel G's Walsh. I'm a Port fan. But Port in the grand final, had your morning coffee yet? I've had a couple. And uh, Michael saying, Jared, I'm a Port supporter, but you lose all credibility putting Port third. I don't have much credibility to lose anyway, <laughs> so that you don't have anything to worry about, Michael. Bix, let me ask you this question. Question without notice. Yes. Tell me why Port can't make the grand final and tell me why Port can't finish third. I'm asking on, for, for me, um, mm. I would like to see Port Adelaide doing that. And I feel that. Again, I've said it. All I know is what they've shown on paper and the players that they've brought in. I don't take any notice of the preseason form. I know defensively there are some question marks, especially if there are injuries, which there will be. But I feel that there's no reason why they can't finish top four, finish third, and potentially play in a grand final. So tell me why I'm wrong. Why you're wrong. 
Uh, look, I, I think they're still in a transition mode with their midfield. You know, Zach Butters, I think we all love him and we all think it's going to be, you know, he's going to be a great midfielder going forward. But he hasn't been a great midfielder yet. So they're, they're being patient with him. They're being patient with Lockie Jones through the middle of the ground. Um, so they're transitioning away from from Travis Boak and others that have been there for a long time. So that that might take a little bit of time. Their defense is the is their Achilles heel. So, you know, let, let's look at let's look at the Western Bulldogs, for example. The Western Bulldogs are gonna play Rory Lobb, Aaron Norton, uh, and maybe Sam Darcy or Jamari Eagle Hagen. What does that look like when Port Adelaide play? Aaliyah will play on maybe Norton. Does that mean uh, Ryan Burton then plays on Rory Lobb. Does that mean Tom Jonas then has to play on a Sam Darcy or a Jamara Hagen? Like, I just feel like they they look a little bit exposed down there. And and the other thing with that is Aaliyah has been, we know he's been a great rebound player. And I've heard Aaliyah say, look, I'm more than just a third intercept defender who plays on no one. I can lock down and do that. He's going to have to because they don't really have those that sort of rebounding intercept player. If Aaliyah has got his hands full with an Aaron Norton or a, you know, pick a player that, you know, every team's got a couple of, you know, whether it's Tom Hawkins, you know, who who's then is the one that's rebounding off of defence? You know, Dan Houston, we'll talk to him about that because he can certainly do it. But, you know, he's not quite in the Jake Lever mould or the uh, Jeremy McGovern mould. And I think that's probably uh, what clubs are looking for and it's where they, they generate a lot of their attacking play. And maybe that's one of the reasons why Port Adelaide don't, sort of freely go into their forward line where there's lots of space and they get their really great forwards one out and they mark and score because, you know, that we, we when I think about Port Adelaide, I associate repeat entries. Take field position, get it in there, just get it in there, create a stoppage, and it goes in, out, in, out, in, out. Port have lots of inside 50s and then they're hoping someone takes a mark and kicks a goal. Other teams are just a bit more efficient in their movement going forward and, and their the tactics they use to move forward. So there's a couple of areas of concern if you're a Port fan. I like it. That's why you are the expert, and I like to ask these tough questions to you too. So, look, keep the text coming in. This is the great thing about round one because I know you were going to read, read something out in a second, and I was, I was avoiding it, but uh, we like footy debate. Go and read it out. <laughs> Bix, you, you just fixed fix your mistake with another mistake. There's no Nankerville at the Crows. He's uh, also Nankervis. That's all right. You no, just no, got no, a name that, wrong, that, mate. No, it's no, fine. No, no, no. That is correct, but I'm not totally wrong. There's a Nankerville that plays for the Crows AFLW team, or did, Maisie Nankerville. She plays for the Adelaide Thunderbirds now. <laughs> but also, she did play for Adelaide. No, no, I, I had a school I'm going to go um, get you that teacher. shovel so you can keep on digging around. <laughs> I had a school teacher. Mr. Nankerville. That's where it must That's who he meant. Mr. Nankerville, who's on the Crows my Richmond ma- Thunderbirds my, list. My mass teacher. Maisie did play for Adelaide. Though. No, she did. I get exactly. it, mate. But... Yeah. I knew there was one. Oh, okay. You got there eventually. Um, all of those texts, especially the ones pointing out Bix's mistakes, you definitely will win the Cricket Stumbeski filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. Mark Milligan from Adelaide United next.